This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, Niwa is asking people in flood-affected areas to contribute photos to a national database to support understanding of flood hazard and flood risk. Joining us on the line now to talk more about that, Dr Drew Laurie, uh, Niwa's Principal Scientist of Climate and Environmental Applications. Borena, Drew, good to have you with us. How are you today? Very well, thank you. Now, there'll be plenty of listeners in this part of the country who will have had a direct experience of flooding. Of course, we know out on the Tyre in particular and in South Dunedin, some quite dramatic events uh, in more recent years. Uh, but, of course, you'll be interested in what's happening right across the country, Drew. Yeah, that's right. And um, certainly in recent years, we've seen such a large array of events hitting different parts of the country. So... Um, this national scale project is really designed to get people involved um, as extra sets of eyes for uh, floods and flood impacts across New Zealand. I'm sure that uh, those who have been directly affected by flooding will likely have pulled out their cameras or their phones at some point and taken some photos for all sorts of reasons, insurance and otherwise. What kinds of photos are you particularly interested in? Look, I mean, anything and everything. And, of course, it's quite sensitive um, stuff when when people's livelihoods and their assets have been affected by floods, yeah. Um, But anything and everything um, related to that visual evidence from flooding is useful for the current generation to try to use that evidence base to plan better for future events, okay? They're not going to be going away. We're going to be experiencing floods on into the future, they're expected to get worse. And um, and really, if we're gonna try to plan accordingly, we're try trying to capture as many of those events as possible and all the idiosyncrasies for each flood because they're all very different. So it's it's really seeking that evidence base that's, that's the strongest. And um, we can do that by carrying these, these pictures of the floods and their impacts into the future. So will there be, I guess, a degree of analysis of the, the photos to, to see, you know, for example, you know, um, the, the timing of events, the levels at which um, f- flooding has occurred, uh, the particular areas that tend to be affected first or the chain reactions, that kind of thing? Are you kind of piecing it all together? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that if we have a time and a date and a location of a photograph and you've got floodwaters, I mean, obviously what we're doing is we're capturing an arc across every flood event. That's what we'd like to try to do by having a lot of photographs. And certainly in the past, um, we're going to only get snippets or portions of flood events, but those can be very useful. It can help us um, rerun some of those past events to see how close our flood models get it in terms of um, what were the antecedent conditions like, what was the rainfall like, how how was it um, spread across the catchment, and how is the flow through that catchment through time. And so if we can capture um, some of the reality that's, that's um, documented by the photographs with our flood model, it's going to give us a little bit more confidence in how that flood model is going to perform for forecasting. Now you have, NIWA has a, an app that uh, can be used to upload the photos. So tell us about that. Sure. Well, it's a smartphone app, so you can get it for your iPhone or an Android phone. And all you need to do is basically pop the app open um, and either load a picture that you've just taken with your phone uh, or you can take it directly in the app and it should be able to capture your location. Um, you can you can 
put that in uh, into the, the top part of the app, but pretty soon we're going to have the ability to pull that directly from the photo if your location services um, are, is on in your smartphone. And we can, we can extract the date and the time and the location um, pretty easily from that photograph. And we're hopeful that people will be snap happy and um, be able to, to load as many photos as they can. Um, there's also going to be a web version for older photos um, to be uploaded. So in recent years past, um, we know we've had some significant events that people have got a lot of information for. We'd love to see that. But in the first uh, instance with this new smartphone app, that's for contemporary photos. And so as the events are happening, as things are unfolding, we want people to be um, snapping away. And it's a really good way to highlight um, what's what's going on on the ground. And we really appreciate all that help. So where can people find the app and what's it called? Yeah, sure. So um, the first step, you need to go to, um, for instance, on an iPhone, the App Store, and download NIWA Citizen Science app. That's all you have to look for. And there's a range of different citizen science um, things that can be done on that app. And the FloodPix New Zealand FloodPix app is is one of those things that you can select. So just go to the App Store, down, look for NIWA Citizen Science, and download the app to your phone. Citizen science is a, uh, an expression that we've heard increasingly over the last uh, few years. It really means, as you said uh, at the outset, Drew, that that people can be an extra set of eyes and ears uh, for doing very important research. That's absolutely right, because we don't have um, stream gauges everywhere. We don't have climate stations, for example, everywhere. And there's a lot of um, really useful knowledge from people on the ground who live in their part of the world um, where there aren't these, these instruments and they can almost act as, act as an extension of scientific instrumentation to capture this really important evidence base. So we, we greatly appreciate any help we can get. Might seem like a, an odd question, but what actually constitutes a flood? I mean, I could imagine that through some of the more uh, dramatic events, there'll be plenty of people taking photos for all sorts of reasons, as we said when we opened up the conversation. But, you know, what, are you even uh, looking for small-scale events? Yeah, I think small to large-scale events, and, and that's a really tricky question that you ask in some ways. It's got to be well-defined by a hydrologist who understands things like flows and understands things like how frequently certain areas are inundation and inundated and whether or not that's appropriate for the area that you're looking at. Um, so a range of events would be, um, would be really helpful. Um, some of the most extreme events that... Uh, that have occurred. Those are the ones that people are going to think to try to capture. So they would probably be um, classed as floods. Um, but look, any any kind of um, any kind of activity that they see that people see as being unusual related to water, either coming out of a channel or um, or residing um, on ground that is normally dry, we would like to see evidence of of that. Drew, clearly you'll be looking for uh, evidence of anything that happens going going forward from from here. But are you also interested in back capturing events? Absolutely. So we're building this um, this app and website um, to be able to get a lot of the historic information um, into this into this uh, database. And um, <clears throat> there's two classes of that information. The first is contemporary photos that have been also shot with smartphones in recent years. So there's a certain quality to that information that exists that older photographs shot with either DSLR cameras or SLR cameras um, in in the past decades won't have. In addition to that, there's this host of historic 
black and white information um, that we're actually trying to capture from from a range of historic archives um, across New Zealand. And we're trying to link up to all of that um, information. And my hope is that we can use that for, um, use that alongside contemporary surveying techniques that are very precise and accurate with defining the levels of flood water in the past, and we can make better maps of flood inundation for different areas that are populated. If you get good engagement on this, how much of a difference do you think this could make? I think it's going to make a huge difference in terms of examining things like the specific recurrence intervals of how often certain areas are inundated. Granted, we've had land use changes and some of the topography will change, but nevertheless, we can try to model those um, uh, model those past events um, a little bit better. Um, we can get a better handle on the frequency of inundation for certain um, areas. And, um, and I kind of think that that's going to have a forward um, benefit to looking at planning infrastructure a little bit better. So it, is it going to be able to have a, a greater capacity um, and competency for dealing with some of these, um, some of these large events um, and some of the events that we've had in the past that are uh, becoming more frequent? And um, I think that some very careful considerations are going to be given to those plans for future infrastructure in terms of deciding what level of service, for example, um, they may want to um, be able to deal with in the future. Um, it is just this balance that has to be struck, I think, between the amount of money that we have to, um, to make things as resilient as possible and, um, and what the reality is on the ground with an uh, you know, ever-dwindling base of, of funds and lots of projects to do. Drew, just finally, uh, I suppose we should answer, ask the question, given that people will, will be sharing um, aspects of their own lives, their own experiences here, are there um, issues of privacy? What can you say around what will happen with those photos? Yeah, certainly that's a really important thing. First is, is that um, the photos that are put onto this particular page, um, we're going to have to screen them for things like sensitive content, obviously. And they are they are becoming part of a, a national um, repository of flood photographs. And there's an acknowledgement when you, um, when you sign up and when you submit a photo that, one, you own the photograph and you have the right to put it up and that you are happy for it to, to go into that space. Now, We've seen on social media that there's um, a lot of community groups who have shared things like photographs of recent events that have been quite damaging to their communities. That unto itself is a separate exercise that um, constitutes this resource of flood photographs that we would love to try to access. But I think the first step is that we have to um, talk to the communities and the people who are involved in those events to see if they're comfortable with with sharing those stories and that, and that evidence in the first place. So we see this project um, and one of the best things about it is that it's going to become entrenched at NIWA. We'll have some time to try to get into those um, those details of those past events and hunt down that information with um, with people across New Zealand. Brilliant stuff. If people want to help out or find out more about the New Zealand Floodplex project, Drew, uh, where's the best place to go? Just to remind us. Um, well, you can go to the NIWA website and you could probably type in um, NZ Floodplex and you'll probably be directed to myself. And also my colleague John Ricks at Tonkin and Taylor, who um, who is the originator of this idea, and um, we thought it would be a good idea to just take it forward and institutionalize it um, at NIWA. So either of us, um, you can get in touch with. Um, happy to field questions by email, and certainly if there if there are users um, of the app 
who feel like they've got a lot of information that they can share, for instance, dozens of photos, and they need some help trying to upload that and they want to share it, we'd be happy to help them out in the first instance. Fantastic. Dr. Drew Loring, NIWA Principal Scientist of Climate and Environmental Applications. Thanks so much for taking some time to join us here on the Awesome Morning Show to talk about the New Zealand Floodplex Project. You're welcome, mate. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.